Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I'm back better than ever. This is Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you are joining me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about uncommon wisdom. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles and something to write with, because I promise you, you're going to want to take some notes today. We're going to start in James chapter 1. You can find that. I think it'll make it a whole lot easier if you can see this, if you are able to. If not, you can listen to the replay. But I got a lot of scriptures that I want to share with you about this subject matter, uncommon wisdom. In prayer, I was really seeking the face of God as I do for a lot of these shows that I do because I want to give you something that is going to help your spiritual journey. Because we are living in a time where people are asking the question, what shall I do about these changing times that we live in? Should I take the COVID vaccination or not? Should I wear a mask or not? I don't know where you live, but in North Carolina, you would think COVID is over because people are going in stores and different places and they're not wearing any mask. And I'm sure a lot of them are just saying, hey, I've been vaccinated. And those that have not been vaccinated are pretending that they are because they're tired of wearing the mask. But the truth of the matter is, is that jobs now are mandating people to take this vaccination. And the mere fact that I got to talk about this, in my opinion, is wicked in and of itself. Who would have thought that jobs are mandating you to take this vaccination? And so now more than ever, you're going to have to be solid in your walk with God, because if you're not, We already know what many people are going to do. They're going to take this vaccination out of fear. Fear is going to push this thing because people don't want to lose their jobs. They need their jobs. They need their health insurance. They're already struggling. So can you imagine if you say, hey, I'm not going to take this vaccination and they fire you. But I want you to know you can trust God in this season. Don't allow your job to push you out the door because of fear. Don't allow your job to dictate your faith in God. I mean, we are really in the throes of warfare like never before because people's jobs are on the line. Folks should have the opportunity to say, I don't want to take this vaccination and still be employed. But again, if you're straddling the fence And in your walk with God, your faith is not solid. You're in and out. You're up and down. You're really not square on what God's word says. You're going to be shaken. I already know you're going to take the vaccine. I mean, it's just it's commonplace and no judgment. But I get it because they're trying to push this on everybody. If you don't take it, something is wrong with you. I mean, people are being picked on at their jobs for not taking this vaccination. Well, it's my business if I don't want to take it. Just like it is the flu shot. We don't go around bragging or talking about, hey, I took the flu shot. But it's something now that is just nefarious, that is just not right 
when you're pushing people to take something and it's their body. They should have a right to uh, allow something in their body if they want to. If they don't want to, it's their right not to want to. I thought this was America where we could make our own decision, but apparently we can't. Even when you look inside of the NFL, they're doing it now. I mean, millions of dollars are on the line. You're talking about guys who are considering retiring a sport that they love every week because nobody wants to be told that I have to take this virus. But I want to talk to you today about uncommon wisdom because God knows what to tell you to do. The reality is, are you going to obey? So in seeking the face of God, your job right now may be on the line, but I got a word for you. God has some uncommon wisdom. And anytime God tells you to do something, he's got blessing on the other side of it. All right. They fire you. God is going to pick up the slack better than your employer. This is why you need to feed your faith when nothing is going on, when everything is good, because when the seasons are changing and you are pressed on every side, I want you to be able to say, I know my Redeemer liveth. I'm standing on the word of God. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him to take care of me. The reality is if, if there was no COVID, you, be, you should be trusting God. You should be depending on him for everything. Your job is not your source. I know many people look at it that way. Yes, God can use your job, but he don't need it because he's God and he knows how to take care of you. So I want you, if you get nothing out of this show, I want you to understand that God is bigger than COVID. He is bigger than the vaccine. He is bigger than the money you making or not making. God is too big for this small stuff. So let's magnify God. Let's keep him where he needs to be first in our life and everything else will fall into place. Don't be led by fear because fear is a paralyzer. It's a, tra it's a tranquilizer. It'll mess you up. And so I just want to encourage you, if you are in a situation in a valley of decisions concerning a lot of things in your life, you really need some uncommon wisdom. Now, this is the first thing that I want you to write down before I get to James chapter one. I want you to write this down. I want you to underscore it. I want you to look at it. I want you to examine it. I want you to put a highlighter on it because this is so important. And here's what I want to say. The Holy Spirit must be the most important person in your life. I'm going to say it to you again because this is valuable. The Holy Spirit must be the most important person in your life. Not your husband, not your wife, not your kids, not your prayer partner. Nobody should take the place of the Holy Spirit in your life. Now, I know a lot of things has but we've got to put a stop to it today. And if you've put anyone above God, you need to repent about it and God will forgive and get back in place and put God where he's supposed to be again at the head. Now, this is why the Holy Spirit has got to be the most important person in your life, because he's revealing the power you have in Christ to live in this earth realm. That's what the Holy Spirit is there to do. He is there to tell you what God is saying in real time. 
You ought to be able to say and articulate when somebody asks you what's going on. You ought to be able to tell them what God is saying and doing in your life right now. If you can't, the Holy Spirit is not number one in your life because he's the one that is telling you the will of God. He's telling you hot off the presses what God is thinking about and how he's going to lead and guide and direct you to get to where God wants you to go. I mean, do you know any other power on the planet that can give you in real time what is going on and the moves you need to make? I mean, that really excites me. If we really start walking with the Holy Spirit, things won't take us by surprise. Too many things are taking us by surprise because the Holy Spirit is not numero uno in our life. I want to encourage you today. You are missing out on so many things, putting things and other people before the Holy Spirit. He's got to be number one in your life. Now, let's look at James chapter one. You should be there by now. We're talking about uncommon wisdom. Notice what it says in verse number five. If any of you lack wisdom, underscore that word, lack wisdom, let him ask of God, period, point blank. It didn't say ask your husband, your wife, your neighbor, your prayer partner, your pastor. It said, ask God. If you're lacking anything, you need to ask God. Why? Because God gives to men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. What I love about the Bible is it's very absolute. It says, if you do your part, God is going to do his part. If you ask God for wisdom, more importantly, uncommon wisdom, God said, I'm going to give it to you without reproach. I'm not going to criticize. I'm not going to find fault. I'm going to give to you what you asked for. Here's why. Because God told you to ask. So you should be encouraged right there. You ought to shout right there because God is saying, ask me which tells me that we're not asking because the Bible wouldn't tell you to do something if you was already doing it. So it stands to reason that most people, especially Christians, are not asking God for wisdom. But he said, ask me. Look at verse six. But if he's going to ask, let him ask in faith. You got to underscore that. Not in doubt, not in fear. We've already talked about quickly here when I gave you this uh, verse number five, we need to come boldly, man. We need to ask him, ask God. He's going to give it to us liberally. He's going to give us a lot of wisdom if we come to him, but we cannot do it if we're going to him in doubt and unbelief. The text says nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed with every wind of doctrine here. I'm adding emphasis here. Verse 7. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Why? Because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So again, if you're going to ask, ask in faith. When you ask in faith, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt we're going to get exactly what we ask. You're going to get exactly, you're going to get more than what you ask. So if you don't know what to do about this COVID vaccination, ask. 
If you don't know anything to do, you don't know what to do, should you buy this house? Ask. Should you put your child in the school or take him out? Ask. How are you going to come out of debt? Ask God for wisdom. I promise you what he's going to tell you is uncommon. And we're going to define this word uncommon because I think when we do, it's going to take your relationship with God to the next level. Now, when you ask God for wisdom, don't get impatient and take it from someone else. I'm going to say that to you again. You might want to write this down because that's good. When you ask God for wisdom, don't get impatient and take it from someone else because that's what happens. We ask God for wisdom. And then if he don't answer us in three seconds, if he don't answer us in an hour, then we pick up the phone and we call somebody else because we're pressured. You got to know what's pushing you, what's pressuring you in these moments when you are not uh, susceptible to do what you're supposed to be doing. You got to know what's pulling your strings. And this is why I think this word is so powerful today, because we get in a place where we're so worried about what other people think about us. We are not able to stand on our own two feet. And this is why you're going to have to be tough as nails to stand and declare what God is saying in the midst of these times that we're living in because we are being mocked and scorned and laughed at because we are already standing on the promises of God. You got to you have to come out the closet now and declare what side you're on. So don't ask God for wisdom if you're not going to wait and let him speak to you. So you're going to need patience in this season. You say, but I need something today. Let me tell you something. You do something today that's going to affect you, could affect you for the next five to ten years if you don't wait on God. If you don't wait on God and be of good courage and know that he's going to strengthen your heart, you're going to take some wisdom from somebody else and call it God. Because you do know people are doing that. They're calling something God that's not. And I don't want you to get hemmed up like that. God knows the timetable. So don't go to God and say, Lord, I need this in the next hour. God don't know what the next hour is because an hour to him means nothing because you can't hurry God. You can't push him. You can't make God do something and it's not time to do. When we talk about trusting God, this is what I mean. We have to wait patiently. And even though maybe the lights may get cut off tomorrow, maybe the car may be repossessed. What I'm, I'm not saying it will, but I'm saying you can't go to God and just tell him all of that when he already knows. When you can go to him and say, Lord, I know you love me. I know you care about me. All things are going to work together for my good, no matter what happens. That's how you got to go to God in prayer. That's how you, you got to go knowing what the outcome is going to be. You are going to make it out all right. Matter of fact, you're going to make it out better. So don't take wisdom from people. Don't take advice. And this, and the, really the wisdom that they're giving you is what they heard on CNN, what they heard on Fox News, is what they heard on social media, is what they heard here, there, and everywhere. It's not God's wisdom, generally. It's just something that they're just regurgitating and spitting out and warning you. Because generally, friends, you know, friends that love you, family that love you, they're just trying to comfort you. But what you need is a sure word from God. Now, let's define 
what uncommon wisdom means. Here it is. You might want to write this down. It's real simple. It's out of the ordinary. It's unusual. So when we're dealing with God, he's going to give you out of the ordinary, unusual, supernatural wisdom that you have never heard before. God does not talk systematically where it's like ABC, one, two, three. No, he may start at A and then start at Z or end at Z. He's not concerned about trying to package uh, what you're looking for in this little nice, neat, little beautiful box. He is an out-of-the-box thinker because he's God. And when you look at how he created the world, that ought to tell you he's an out-of-the-box thinker. God is not going to give you something you already know. He's going to tell you something through the Holy Spirit that you don't know. Now, the news media's job is to control your mind. So we got two battles here. We're trying to stay in faith, trust God, and then we got the news media trying to pull us out of faith so they can tell us what to do and we do it, and then we're in a worse situation. So you are going to always be tugged back and forth but I want to tell you, whoever you feed is going to get stronger. So if you feed your spirit man, your spirit man is going to get stronger. If you keep feeding your natural mind, that's going to get stronger. You got to continue to feed your spirit and call your soul and submit. Your soul has got to submit to your spirit because it needs to be trained. Your mind needs to be trained. As a matter of fact, there's nothing at all wrong with your spirit. You're one-third, born again, wall-to-wall, Holy Ghost. But that mind, that soul, that will, that emotions, that imagination needs to be, those memories need to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Because God is trying to help us to see what I'm trying to do in your life, it has never been done before. This is why you can't ask people. They don't know what God is up to concerning you. And if you don't know what God is up to concerning you, this is where the frustration, this is where the panic is. This is where the fear, and I get it because what you want is help. What you want is relief, but you can't get that from the world. The only thing that you're going to get from the world is what you heard before. You've heard every saying, you've heard every rhyme, every riddle, you've heard it all. But I want you now to press your ear to the mouth of God and hear what God wants to say to you. Now, look at Psalms 37, verse 23. It says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Notice that God has already ordered and ordained your steps. But you don't know what those steps are unless you're guided into those steps. This is why the Holy Spirit has got to be the most important person in your life. Every step that you are taking needs to be led by the Spirit of God. That's why don't make a move until you know what move to make. You're making wrong moves. And when you make wrong moves, you're losing time. You're losing strength, energy, and God is nowhere around. So you've got to learn how now 
to get God back into the place where he needs to be in, in your life. And this is why the will of God is not automatic, because God is not going to make you do something that you just don't want to do. This is why I said you've got to get God back where he needs to be. Say, Lord, I've been getting ahead of you doing my own thing. I've done it for a while, but that season is over. I want you to guide my steps. I want you to lead my steps. I want you to show me how to put one foot in front of the other and stay on the path that is right. Now look at Romans chapter number eight. I'm going to give you a lot of Bible verses today on this uncommon wisdom. Romans eight, we're going to start here at verse number 14. Notice what it says. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God. I want you to think about that for a moment. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So everybody is not a son of God, a daughter of God. You're only a son and a daughter of the Most High God if you are led by the Spirit. And again, you have to want to be led. If you don't want to be led, then you're going to move out of your own sonship. You're going to move out of your own relationship with God. This is all about what you are going to do, not what God is going to do. God is never the problem in the equation. The problem is you and I, because it's so difficult for us to stay focused on God for any length of time anyway. But I want to encourage you today be led by the Spirit. Verse 15, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So you know you didn't receive the spirit of fear because we know that fear puts you into bondage. Look at verse 16. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Wait a minute. How do I know I'm saved? How do I know I'm born again? How do I know that God loves me? Here's the uncommon wisdom. How do I know? The scripture says that the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that I'm a child of God. So the Holy Spirit talks to my spirit, giving me uncommon wisdom that I'm a child of God. Let me know that it's going to be all right. Let me know what I need to do tomorrow, today. Letting me know how to come out of debt. Letting me know if I should take the vaccine or not. The Spirit of God will tell you that. He Notice, he talks to your spirit, not to your head, not to your intellect. No, your spirit must teach your soul what God's Word says. I'm going to say that to you again. Your human spirit, the Holy Spirit lives in your human spirit and your spirit teaches your soul what God is saying. Your soul don't know what God is saying. It has to be taught. It has to be programmed. It has to be renewed every day. Just like the media wants to renew your mind with what they said yesterday, they keep telling you over and over and over again. And how do you know you've taken the bait? All you got to do is listen to yourself talk. Listen to your own self-talk and you will know if you've taken the bait based on what the world is saying. But I love this verse because the spirit itself, it bears witness. There's a witness there that I'm a child of God. I've heard people say, I don't know if I'm saved. I don't know if God loves me. 
You got to remove that now because I just gave you a verse. The Spirit of God is bearing witness. It's slapping five with your human spirit saying, hey, God loves you. You a child of God. You on the right path. It will teach and tell you. And, and when it does, you've got to wash your mind over and over again with what the Spirit of God is saying. Look at verse 17. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Verse 18, I like this. For I reckoned that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So glory now has got to be revealed to us. But notice again what it says. I reckon I've come to the conclusion now that these sufferings that I'm dealing with, it can't even be compared with what God is going to do in my life right now. What he wants to do. God wants to reveal to you what he wants to do right now. And this is why this verse is so profound, because when you're suffering, you just don't see a way out. When you're suffering, you don't see an end to it. And then you suffer some more in your mind. And then you suffer again and again and again. But God's word has to be revealed. It's revelation. It's not information. When we're talking about revelation, there's an unfolding there. It's a mystery that's unfolding in real time, telling you what God is going to do. God wants to give you some details. He wants to give you some missing pieces. He wants to help you dot the I's, cross the T's. He wants you to stand up strong in your faith. So when you declare to your job, I'm not taking this vaccine, and they say, I'm firing you, you can leave out of there shouting. You can leave out of there screaming, and I said, thank you, Jesus, if this is how it's going to be, then this is how it's going to be. See, it was revealed to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Say, hey, we're not going in the fire. So whatever y'all going to do, but watch this. Notice what they said. They said, but I tell you one thing, God's going to deliver us. How did they know that? Something was revealed to them that said to them, if we go in this fire, God's going to pull us out. But one thing I want you to know, King, we're not bowing before you. This is this uncommon wisdom that's going to cause you to stand out, that's going to cause you to stand tall, that's going to cause you not to buckle every time you hear bad news, every time your life is threatened. You know that your life is held together by the power of God's word. So you ain't got to worry about what people can try to do to you. They can't destroy you. They can't wipe you out because they don't have no access to you because the glory of the Lord is all around you. Yeah, the glory of the Lord is protecting you, giving you provisions, giving you power. The glory of the Lord is there falling all around you. Allow the glory of God to build you. Allow the glory of God to help you see what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. Now, let's look at 1 Samuel. I hope you're getting something today. 1 Samuel chapter number 30. We're going to look here at verse number 1, and we'll conclude at verse number 8, because I want to read this to you in context, because this 
is talking about David. Here's some uncommon wisdom here in this whole passage. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire. And he had taken the woman, the women captive that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. Verse three. So David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Can you imagine coming home? Your children were there and you found out your house has been burned down and the kids are gone. Your wife is gone. Nothing is there. This is what these fellas was dealing with. Notice what verse says. Uh, verse four says. Then David and the people that were with him, they lifted up their voice and they wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captive. And the whole of them, I believe I'm saying that right, the Jezreelites and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed. I want you to underscore that word. He was distressed and David was distressed. He was worried. He was wiped out. He couldn't believe it. He was distressed. Many of you right now, you're distressed. But here's why. For the people spake of stoning him. And I'm sure David was like, I know y'all not about to stone me. I'm not responsible for this because the soul of all the people were grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And I've been in church a long time and I've heard many preachers talk about this. And they get this far and they start shouting, running around the church. They start rejoicing when they, oh, and David encouraged himself in the Lord. And the whole church goes up. Everybody starts saying amen and hallelujah. But the story continues because this is where the uncommon wisdom comes into play. And I want you to see this. Verse 7. And David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought thither the ephod to David because David now is getting ready to seek God. Notice David didn't go half cocked. David didn't let his emotions and his anger and even uh, his worry and distress lead him in this situation. Even if he did, I wouldn't blame him, but we missed the little small things that are big. David calmed himself down and sought the Lord when he was distressed. What do you do when you're distressed? You cuss people out? You go off? Do you get into depression? Do you get into funk? Do you give in uh, to your soul and let whatever your mind tell you to do, whatever your memory tell you to do, whatever your emotions tell you to do, you do it. Is that how you is that how you operate in business? Is that how you go about your day? You can't do that. You got to understand, friend, that God wants to push you to the next level. God wants to show you how to operate in him when things are not going the way you want it to go. And David sought the face of God in his distress. I think that's powerful because notice what happened. Verse eight. 
And David inquired at the Lord, saying, shall I pursue after this troop? Now, some of you would say, yeah, I got to go after them. They got my wives and my kids. But what if David goes after them and he dies? This is why you can't get in a rush. You got to talk to God about this. Some of us just allow our anger and our rage to just push us in every direction. But David said, my wife and my kids are gone, but theirs are too. So I'm just not seeking God for me. I'm seeking God for these other men because they're just as distressed as I am. Oh, I hope you all hearing me today. And so notice what the spirit of God said to David. Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Oh, that's powerful. I want you to hear that again. I got to read it to you again in uh, verse number eight. And David inquired at the Lord saying, shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. That's uncommon wisdom. You know why it's uncommon wisdom? Because God said, if you go after them, you will get everything back. Not one half, not two thirds. See, if you just go on your own without a word from God, you may not get nobody back. Ask Moses how that went for him. He saw people beating up his brothers and then he went half cocked and he killed somebody and he was on the run. But if you wait on God and listen to what he has to say, this is what David did. He went after them and he got everything back. That's uncommon wisdom. You know why? Because whatever God says to you, you will be victorious. God's word brings protection. It brings increase. This is why I'm telling you, wait and hear what God has to say about it, because you have more than just your four and no more on the line. There are other people. There are other things at stake. We've got to learn how to trust God. I got a few more scriptures for you. In James chapter 3, look at verse number 17. This is profound. It says, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Did you hear that? I'm going to say it to you again. But the wisdom that comes from heaven, this is not... Uh, uh, man's wisdom. This is God's wisdom, uncommon wisdom, and it's pure. It's not tainted. It's peace-loving. It's considerate. It's submissive. It's full of mercy. Mercy is what you don't deserve, but you get it anyway. And good fruit. I like to say you're going to start bearing fruit when you get this uncommon wisdom. It's going to set you apart. You sure enough going to be to cast me out on the dogs by a while. If you operate in uncommon wisdom, it's impartial and sincere. Look at Proverbs chapter 16, verse number 16. And it says, how much better to get wisdom than gold? Uh-oh. To get insight rather than silver. Did you hear that? How much better it is to get wisdom than gold. Now, most people tell you go after gold. 
Go after the money. Go after who's paying you the best salary. That's man's full wisdom. But God's uncommon wisdom says it's better to get wisdom than gold. You know why? Because if you get wisdom, you know how to go after some gold. Or you understand the purpose of gold. See, we don't understand the purpose many times of money because we don't have wisdom. But God says if you just get some wisdom, you will understand gold. You'll understand that what you have is better than gold. You get wisdom, you're going to get some gold. You won't even have to go after it. It'll come after you. To get insight rather than silver. See, wisdom brings insight. You can see into a situation. It's like having binoculars at uh, a thousand feet away. You can see into a situation. And when you can see into a situation, you know what's going on. You got the details. You know how it's put together. You know why it's put together. You know when it came together. Because God is giving you some insight. And that's better than silver. Most people wouldn't tell you that. They say, man, just go after the money and get the silver and gold and then let everything else fall in its place. But the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. That's what you got to get. Here's uh, Ecclesiastes 7, verse number 10. It says, do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise, underscore that word, to ask such questions. I hate to be redundant. I know you're smart and intelligent that's listening to this podcast. But I'm saying things over and over again because I just want you to hear this. Notice what it says. Do not say or never say, why were the old days better than these? If you talk to people, they're always talking about the old days. And how things were good and how prices were better and how relationships were better and how people were better. And this was better. They got nothing to say about now. You know what the Bible says? That's not wise. People are not wise to bring up the old days and say that's better than what's going on right now. You know why? Because faith is now. You can't even receive now and your mind is stuck in yesterday. You can't even get anything now if your soul is stuck in what happened 10, 15, 20 years ago. That says that God is obviously doing nothing in your life right now. You need uncommon wisdom. If you get uncommon wisdom, this is the best day right now. Today is your best day. Today, God is doing some amazing things. And some of you may disagree, and you're only disagreeing because you don't see what God is doing. But God is saying you need some uncommon wisdom. When I give you uncommon wisdom, every day of your life is special because it's filled with revelation. It's filled with gratitude. It's filled with thanksgiving. You can articulate your day so well because God is doing so many things for you because you have uncommon wisdom. Here's my last verse, Proverbs chapter 13. Verse number three, it says, the one who gets wisdom loves life. That's powerful. You get wisdom, you're going to love your life. Have you met people? They don't love their life. They hate their life. They're always talking about how they hate this. They hate that. They want this to change. They want that to change. They don't ever see anything good. I know people personally 
You pick up the phone and call them. They're always talking about what's wrong. How you doing today? What's going on with you? Nothing. Had to go to work today. Work this job. I hate it. I don't get paid right. My relationships are bad. I can't lose weight. I can't seem to find this. Everything is bad. You know why? They don't have wisdom. They don't have uncommon wisdom. When you have wisdom, you love your life because God begins to tell you about your life. He begins to tell you what he wants to do in your life. He begins to give you secrets about your gifts, your skills, your talents. He begins to tell you why things are not right and how it's going to get better. This is why you need uncommon wisdom. Notice what the B call says. The one who cherishes understanding will soon prosper. God says, if you will begin to understand what I'm doing, and that's coming from wisdom, you will start to prosper. So my lack comes from a lack of understanding. Poverty comes from a lack of wisdom. Oh my goodness, I hope you're hearing what I'm saying today. God is saying to you, man, listen to me, please. God wants all of us to know I never designed lack for you. Matter of fact, lack was never for you. But you accepted it because you went after things I told you not to go after. And it's competing now with my wisdom. Many times the information in the world is competing with the wisdom that God wants to give to you. So we want to hear what the world is saying and we close our ear to God. But he says the one who gets wisdom, they love life. And the one who cherishes understand when you cherish something, it's valuable. You guard it. When you can understand what God is saying, do you know how blessed you are? There's so many people in the body of Christ. They have no clue. They got no understanding of spiritual things. They're just their knife is dull. God is saying that should never be about you. You should always understand and cherish what God is going to do in your life. And when you do, the scripture says, I didn't say it, the Bible said, you will soon prosper. Prospering is connected to you understanding what God is saying. This is why, saints, you and I need uncommon wisdom. It's my prayer today that you soaked in all of what I was saying. There's so much more to talk about with this wisdom piece, but I've given you enough here to help you to understand in this time that we live, God wants to give us out of the ordinary, unusual things he wants to say to you because he wants to prosper you. He wants you, especially now, this is the best time to stand out. This is the best time to show people that our God reigns in this pandemic. What other time? We're missing a great opportunity because we're complaining like the world. We are just as in fear as the world is. We don't even have a testimony about God's goodness. God want to take your life to the next level. I'm begging you to let him. Because whatever you think about what's going on, God wants to show you the reason for COVID. Most people don't know the reason for COVID. God wants to show you the reason for COVID. Let God speak to you. Let God minister to you. Let God help you is my prayer. I hope you received something today. If you did, I want you to send me an email at info 
at thomasadeloach.com. You can always go to my website at thomasadeloach.com. I got a subscriber button there on the homepage. Put your email in that subscriber tab and click the send button. I want to give you a free PDF that will bless you, that you can read, that will give you some more nuggets and tools on how to get closer to God. On that same homepage, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the screen, I am looking for financial donors who believe in to empower you. If these shows are blessing you and you want to financially sow into what you are receiving, I want you to do that today. No dollar amount is too big. No dollar amount is too small. I want you to rush and do it today. And I promise you, if you bless this ministry at the prompting of the Holy Spirit, he will be well pleased and the harvest will chase you down, is my prayer. I'm praying for you as always. Keep your head up and know that things are getting better for you right now. God bless you and peace to the family. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at thomasadeloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.